Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, I have mom of two, avid runner, and two-time marathoner with a really special story. Rachel Cox's first two marathons were road and trail. In this episode, she compares and contrasts the two while dropping some nuggets of wisdom about juggling training alongside motherhood. Without further ado, Rachel Cox. All right. Welcome, Rachel Cox, to the Run Lift Mom podcast. Do you mind kicking us off, Rachel, by just walking us through your background in both the running as well as the parenthood areas? Oh, my goodness. Of course. So my name is Rachel. I have two wild and crazy boys, a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And I've been running for, gosh, probably 10 or 12 years now. But I feel running for me recently just kind of took on a new life post my second baby, Colton. So I took on my first marathons this last year, and I just feel running has just taken on this new joy. That is, it's amazing, and it's really relatable. Many of us, when we become mothers, it's something different for us. Yeah, totally. It's it's definitely completely changed, but for the good, for sure. Wonderful. We are going to talk specifically about the Seattle Marathon and kind of your journey leading up to that race. I mean, you can be a runner and do a 5K or not even do a race at all. So why marathon and why some of the trail running that you've gotten into? Totally. So I feel like I said running has kind of taken on a new form for me. I have done a lot of runs before, a lot of races and that sort of thing. But I feel my marathon decision was kind of a series more of small decisions that led up to my marathon. I definitely didn't wake up one day and was, I'm going to take on this marathon. But I I kind of had, I wouldn't say a rough childhood, but I definitely grew up just kind of in this anxious lifestyle. And then post that, I took on a very high stress job. I worked in emergency medicine, managed an ER ICU. And so when I got pregnant with my boys, I just kind of realized that I needed to slow down. I really kind of wanted to take everything in with them. And so I actually decided to be a stay-at-home mom, which was a complete life change for me. And when that happened, my second pregnancy ended up getting a little bit rough. I was on bed rest and that sort of thing. And I just found myself binge watching these running documentaries online, all of the ultra, Sally McRae, Tommy Ribs, all of these amazing just athletes. And I found myself hooked in a way that I didn't even really fully understand, but I decided that when I was able to run again, I really wanted to give it a wholehearted try this time. I said, I've done these races, but I wasn't really sure what I was doing when I was doing them. When I came out of having my baby and that sort of thing, I was diagnosed postpartum, which was really hard. And COVID had also just hit. So we're all under quarantine. It was a really stressful time. But I took it as kind of an opportunity to just really take some time for myself and kind of build my running base. And so every day, my husband would just kind of give me a break and I would go out and I started walking and that I just found so much joy and calmness in just kind of getting out and enjoying 
the run. And so one thing led to another and there weren't any races going on yet. So I didn't really have anything to train for. And I found this running organization, Orca and Evergreen Trails. I'd run with them previously, but since Evergreen Trails was kind of outdoor and you were able to be socially distant and that sort of thing, they opened their races first. Um, So I figured... (laughs) hey, why not? What do I have to lose? I haven't been running on trails, but I'll go ahead and give it a try because that's what's open. And I don't even know how to explain it. I fell in love. I think it was that calmness that I've been searching for for so long, just being out on the trail. I wasn't worried about getting lost, obviously, because their trails are marked so well. And I could just kind of zone out and focus on me. And I just, I fell in love with trail running. And I'm, I'm going to try and figure out a way to make this work, but with motherhood. Now, the irony is not lost that you were on bed rest and watching some of these documentaries about accomplished ultra marathoners who were running probably on the trails. Was there that sense of, do you think you were drawn to it because of that as well? Or just, it was just being adaptable and that's what was open? Gosh, I think it's a combination of the two. I literally remember being out on the trail and being, oh my gosh, this is better than the documentary. If only I could be filming right now. It was just so much fun. I felt a kid. I don't think I have felt that playful in my life for a very long time. So I was hooked. And at the time, some running organizations do running ambassador programs. And I just signed up kind of on a whim, not thinking I would get it. And they ended up taking me on as one of their running ambassadors, which really inspired me to do more of these races instead of being nervous or it just kind of gave me that extra, hey, Hubs, I'm an ambassador now. Can I do such and such races? And I ended up taking on probably about one race a month because it was kind of my mommy time, right? I got to go out, do these races. It was really the only time I got to experience the trail. A lot of my training after my husband went back to work was on the treadmill in the morning training for these races. So most of my races were (laughs) my only time out on the trail, but I just, I loved it so much. One race led to another and on a whim one day, I just decided to go ahead and sign up for this trail marathon. And at the time, so the trail marathon is called Fadoggle. And at the time I was just like, this is a gorgeous location. I would love to bring my family up here. I didn't really realize until after I posted it on good old Instagram, (laughs) how intense of a race this was. So I was getting lots of messages. You only train on the treadmill. You are going to DNF this race. And So I hired a coach to write a plan for me, and I actually started working with a sports dietitian, Serena Marie, who that was a whole different life-changing experience. And I went ahead and took on this crazy marathon, and gosh, it was just the best experience. Um, Tackling something that I... (laughs) I tell people all the time, I get sweaty palms just kind of thinking about it because it's definitely was 
a push out of my comfort zone, a challenge to what I'm capable of. And to be able to do that sort of thing with training on a treadmill most of the time and having two young boys, it it just felt so good. (laughs) There are a couple of things that I, I want to touch on before we move into Seattle. One, first of all, is that you've got that supportive partner. So we definitely want to shout him out and give him the kudos there. But also that sometimes with stuff this, right, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a tough race, right? And so you had already, it sounds, committed and registered and you're an ambassador and you're going to do this race before knowing, yikes, what a scare factor maybe was involved. Yeah, for sure. I definitely looked at the timing of the race. It was the same weekend in Boston. So everyone was all hyped for marathons and the timeline worked and the location was beautiful. And I had done so many of these trail races that I was, okay, it it can't be that scary. I have a good baseline. (laughs) And I wouldn't say it was scary. You weren't in any like life-threatening situations. But yeah, it was 7,000 foot elevation gain. You had to do the course twice, which is a beautiful course. You're right. You're running through Deception Pass over the Deception Bridge. It's absolutely amazing. But having to do such a hard course twice too. You're halfway and then it's, oh snap, you've got to do that again. Yeah. I'm not a big crier, but I definitely had tears in my eyes. There is no way I can do this again. I bet there's somebody listening that is, wow, like elevation gain and you're in the woods and it sounds really cool. It would be so neat if I could attempt trail. Would you go into a little bit? There are ways, listener, to train for that type of terrain without being on that type of terrain. Is it mimicking the race conditions exactly? Well, no, but you control what you can control. Do you mind walking us through some of the biggest changes to focus on what you could control with the training? Oh, goodness. So um, bringing on my sports dietitian, Serena, she was just an absolute game changer, motivation. I could not have done this without her, hands down. But she worked with me on how to properly fuel, which I learned very quickly that that is the number one thing. I mean, obviously training and strength training and all that stuff is good, but making sure that you're properly fueled, especially when you're going to be out there for hours on end, it's it's really important to make sure that you don't bonk, which I'm sure obviously that. Um, Friends, if your digestion goes upside down, (laughs) I don't care how flexible your ankles are or how much of a beast you are up the single track, tough terrain, (laughs) doesn't matter. Game over, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. So having that fueling plan just gave me a whole lot of confidence going in. My training obviously wasn't ideal for this type of elevation gain. And I feel I still was able to run it as technically, I don't think I would have made any changes looking back on it. I definitely did as many miles outside as I could. But with my husband and I's schedule, it was literally just kind of one day a week out the front door, finding what trails in the neighborhood we had. And the rest was uh, on the treadmill and incorporating a lot of strength training that was really important, especially with your ankles and that sort of thing. So having that stability training mixed in. But yeah, a lot of most all I would say 80% of my miles are on the treadmill for training. I am inspired and impressed by that because you do what you can. You 
you're adaptable and motherhood is obviously a more important job than runner, but runner is pretty darn important too. And so you just did what you could. Absolutely. And I feel I really wanted to make sure that running this marathon wouldn't impede on my motherhood, but in fact, actually make it better. It gave me something to focus on. I am a much calmer, collected person when I've had a run and I'm being challenged. And I really wanted the kids to kind of see what training for type of this type of thing goes into. And I wanted it overall to be a good experience over a stressful experience. So I just kind of had to accept that it's going to be on the treadmill and I'm going to do the best I can. (laughs) We've been talking about trail a lot. Is it fair to say that that trail running experience that you had helped for a road race? Oh, absolutely. So essentially what happened is I came out of this trail race and I was so powered up. And so I ran this marathon and you talk to people who don't run (laughs) and that sort of thing. And it shouldn't matter what they think. I know that, but They'd ask, how long did it take you to finish this race? And you tell them it was an intense course. It took me about seven hours. And they'd be like, oh, well, I know a friend who finished in such and such time. And it was so frustrating for me. And I felt so good after my first marathon. My recovery went really well that (laughs) I was all hyped up. And I realized the Seattle Marathon, it was only seven weeks away, but it was also my birthday weekend. And I was like, if I do this just for fun. If I don't, I don't want to injure myself, but if I play my cards right, I think I can run Seattle too. And so I kind of did this crazy reverse taper rest period. And then I think I had two solid weeks of running before I had to then again taper for Seattle. But my Seattle experience was really cool because I was so nervous running this trail race. I I didn't feel good the whole week before just because my nerves are so crazy. But doing a race just for fun and you're not putting a bunch of pressure on it. I didn't even share my story on social media. I didn't even tell a lot of people that I was doing this race. It was just kind of for me. And I had no race nerves going in. I knew that this course wasn't scary. I knew I was going to be able to finish. And so I just went with it and I had fun and It was definitely challenging in different ways, but it felt really cool to be able to do two first marathons and kind of have the two to compare side by side. What it reminds me of, Rachel, have you ever heard the the phrase, eat the frog? (laughs) I have. You know, eat the frog. It's if you eat a frog first, it's the worst thing that you'll do and everything else will seem cake. It's it's kind of you ate the frog in the, the trail marathon. And then Seattle was cake. Is that fair? Very fair. And I keep seeing people on Instagram posting, what should I do for my first marathon? And I always jokingly throw out a toggle or a trail race because I'm not afraid now. I am so excited to kind of see what else I can do and that sort of thing. It was definitely, although it was hard, it was very uplifting and motivating. And I I would definitely recommend it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Right. A lot of moms stop pursuing big goals when their kids are young. And it seems you're doing the exact opposite. Do you mind riffing a little bit with me on why it's important to challenge ourselves outside of that motherhood realm? I think it's so important. And I think that when I initially made the decision, I didn't even realize how important it is. And now I can see it so clearly in retrospect. I think if I had just jumped into this and have been, hey, husband, I'm going to run two marathons this year, that goal would have seemed so scary. 
But I think since we kind of took it on as I just kind of want to see where this running path takes me. And this obviously makes me happier, which makes the kids happier. And we're getting out and we're having more confidence. And it just, I feel when you're doing something as a mom, as you're, if you're doing something for yourself, that it definitely rubs off on everybody and everyone wants to try new things and everyone is expired. It's This year has been so good for our whole family. And again, I didn't want it to be a stressful thing. So we definitely had to work it into kind of the nooks and crannies of our lives, but it worked and it was awesome. It does lead into the other areas, the discipline that it takes, the courage that's required, the fortitude of continuing to go, following the plan, doing something when it doesn't necessarily feel great. You finish what you start. There are so many lessons, and I hope that the listeners, yeah, 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 running has so many lessons to give. It really does. I feel that it could be a whole separate conversation. Running, if you're doing it the right way and finding joy in it, I feel can really be a magical thing. What would you say to a busy mom, Rachel, who maybe has a big goal? Maybe she wants to do her first 5K, or maybe she wants to do... 30 days of movement anyhow, but she gets overwhelmed because it seems a big goal. Do you have any, I don't know, wisdom for action steps or how to attack the big thing? Yeah, absolutely. I think having a plan obviously is very important. So knowing what you want to accomplish that day, that week, going into the day before is really important. But I also think as being moms, we never know. Our kids always get sick at the worst times or we have those sleepless nights, especially when you have a one-year-old or a two-year-old. So I think it's really important to have flexibility in that plan. So I always had a backup plan, a backup, backup, a backup, backup backup plan. And then if none of those worked, I took a deep breath and I said, consistency is more important than this one day and momming needs to come first and we'll get there. So just not giving up, continuing to move forward and just having that grace and that peace for yourself, I think is really important. Excellent, excellent advice. Before we wrap up here, Rachel, tell me what is next for you. And then, of course, where we can connect with you online. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So I am super hyped for this year. I get to be a running ambassador again this year. So I'm going to be taking on lots of little fun trail runs along the way. But I plan on taking on my first 50K this summer and then Uh, This fall, I actually get to take on the Chicago Marathon. So I'm excited to kind of, again, continue to play with trail and a little bit of roads and see what those two marathons are. So super excited about that. And I'm I'm just on Instagram. I just kind of hang out and share my running journey with other moms and connect with other runners. And my name on Instagram is Rachel Get Outside. We will link that in the show notes. So listener, just click details or swipe up. Rachel Cox, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great, great opportunity and surprise. And it's so great to talk with you kind of in real life. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show. 
Friend, I want you to click details or swipe up so you can see the full show notes, the transcript, and also connect with Rachel on Instagram at Rachel Get Outside. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast.